Hello, Nexus Church family, to our series that we've titled Winning the War in Your Mind. This is based off of the Craig Rochelle book that's titled The Same Thing. And in this series, I encourage you to pick up a copy of that book and dig into it for yourself and examine some of these things that we are discussing in our time together. In this series, we're going to be taking a look at exactly where is the battlefield in this world. You see, we talk about spiritual health, we talk about physical health, we talk about relational and financial health in the church world, but so often we miss out on the power of the mental health, the emotional health. And many people don't like to talk about it because it reveals some things that are deep inside of them or people they know and love that they would just as soon not talk about. But we're going to be tackling that. And the beautiful thing is the Bible is full of truths that can help you, as Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is what the Word of God does. And I hope that through this series, you will be renewed by the power of God's truth and see yourself become whole not just in one aspect in your life, but in all aspects of your life. Now, if you have more questions or concerns or comments, you can email us at nexuschurchmn at gmail.com, nexuschurchmn at gmail.com, or you can private message us in Facebook or Instagram. However, we can connect with you and help you become renewed in your mind. Enjoy today's message. Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to our final week in our series titled Winning the War in Your Mind. In this series, we've been examining a lot about our minds and how we can make them aligned to that of Christ's mind. And now this week, after many weeks of going through this, I want to end on what maybe some people would think isn't really an issue for them, but I really want to clarify that there is potential for every single person listening today to deal with anxiety or worry. Now, whether or not you struggle with anxiety or worry, the issues that make a person anxious or worried are around us everywhere. What do I mean by that? Well, if you are listening to this in any proximity to the year 2022 when I'm presenting this in October, we are currently surrounded by the news constantly talking about this economic inflation and, and all sorts of concerns that people have with gas prices and food prices and, and natural gas. And, and there's so many things that are at a rate that just cannot be sustained if we are going to be able to afford them in the United States of America. And, and so wherever we turn on, whether it's the news or the newspaper or radio, we are constantly being told that we need to worry about the economic crisis that is at hand. 
And then maybe you turn on Facebook to comment on something your mom posted about a picture or something, and you want to just simply reply to it and tell her thanks. And the very first thing that pops up onto your newsfeed before you can even click on the comment button, right there is a meme that is an absolute misrepresentation of Jesus. I don't know about you, but if you have social media, in particular Facebook, over the last two, three years, I have seen Christians post things on Facebook, these little memes that are supposed to be funny. And quite honestly, they absolutely misrepresent Jesus. This is not at all who Jesus represents. The attacking, the, the pointing, the whatever side of the aisle you might vote on, it's, it's attacking the other side and making fun of the political people from that particular perspective. And then we've all faced some kind of tragic news, whether it's something natural disaster-wise or a family has a divorce or some kind of physical death or tragedy. In one day, you can face every single one of those issues. The reality is, how do we respond when everything around us continues to be so hard? When we are faced with things that cause or inflict in our hearts and minds worry or anxiety. With any of those, anybody could be in a position of extreme anxiety and worry. And then what I find fascinating is that God has given us a tool inside of our bodies, in our brain, known as the amygdala. Now, this is just a, a small little piece in your brain that is created to help you deal with these situations. When you experience something that triggers it, it releases a chemical that sends you to a fight or flight. God has given you this. And so if you face something, your body can naturally respond without you even thinking about it. So God has given us this tool. And the reason I bring it up today is because it was created for a specific purpose. It was created to help us in survival, not with what we are dealing with today. Let me give you an example. This, is, this, 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 this part of your brain is so powerful, but yet it isn't objective. And so a great example of this is this year when my family went to Theodore Roosevelt, which is a national park in western North Dakota, we came across a rattlesnake. Now, we don't have rattlesnakes in northwest Minnesota from where we're from. And so this was the first time we'd ever experienced a rattlesnake. And so as we're going across this field, I mean, it's just an open field, rolling hills, beautiful landscape. And we come across this when we're going to what was known as a petrified forest. And my girls, when they heard that rattle, they immediately froze. They just stopped right where they were. My immediate reaction was to jump in between them 
and the snake and try to figure out where it was so that they could be safe. They froze. I went into a fight mode. That is what God gave us to deal with a life or death situation. But the problem is, is that I also react similarly when I read a news article in the newspaper or on Facebook or in my email or on TV or radio, wherever it is. I have the same response when I see an article about a person who abuses a child. When I see anything in regards to hurting a kid, whether it's physically, emotionally, anything, I immediately go into this reaction mode where I don't even think about it. I get intense feelings of wanting to fight. Something inside of me that God put there through the amygdala. It's a God-given thing. The problem is, is if you are alive in the 21st century, you are constantly surrounded with things that will cause you to either fight or flight. Now, why is that an issue? Because if you constantly live with a fight or flight, your body is not meant to handle that. And so what happens is you go into anxiety mode where your body is just shutting down because it's on overload. It's constantly being fed this chemical reaction. Your body isn't meant for that. And so we are constantly faced with that. And on top of that, in our culture today, we are working way too much. We are on overload, whether it's from work, taking our kids to activities or things we ourselves are a part of outside of our work, we have fed ourselves the lie that we have to be doing more, constantly going, constantly working. And even when we do take a vacation or a day off, we're filling it with things to do because we don't know how else to live. And so when we have gotten to the point where we're surrounded by things that cause anxiety and we give ourselves no time for rest and processing and reflection, we are on the verge as a society to burn out. And so the question is, how do we respond? How, how do we respond to this dilemma that pushes us constantly to the place of anxiety, burnout, uh, rage, or covering it up with some kind of chemical dependency. What do we do? The thing is today is what we're going to share from God's word, because I believe that everything that we need to know about the truth of how to live is based in God's word. God's word is going to be so clear, but yet, if you're anything like me, it's not what you want to hear. So let's turn to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9, and we're going to determine how we can win the war on our mind by capturing the lies of the enemy that say we have to work more, do more, be more, 
and in its place, replace it with the truth of God's word, which is prayer. Listen to Paul and what he tells, coming from a jail cell. Remember, he's in Rome. He's in shackles. He's told you can't go to the city that you thought you could and proclaim the gospel. You're going to stay here in jail. And then, oh yeah, in fact, just to add that cherry on top, you have to rent your own place, but still not go out for two years. He didn't let that stop him. Here's what he said from his jail cell. He says, Philippians 4, verse 6, don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's anything of moral excellence, and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, right away in this passage, Paul does something that's very important. He acknowledges the stressors that we face. Right? He says, don't worry. Don't be anxious. Depending on your translation, they're both used in different translations. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Now that could be that test that's this week. That could be paying a bill. That could be the result of a doctor visit or an upcoming job interview. That could be how am I going to pay? How am I going to retire? It could be how is this world going to end? And like What's this war going to come out to be? There's so many different things that that could encompass for you in your life. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. But in everything, but in everything, make your requests known to God. Present your needs to God. His peace will guard your heart and mind. Isn't that what we want? We want God's peace. Peace from anxiety, from worry, from stress, from bitterness, from envy. But how many of us truly Take our request to God. It's an honest question. How many of us take our request to God? Sure, we we pray. We do. But do we really truly believe that prayer? Or do we try to go to the experts first? Or go to our friends or our family members first? Maybe we go to Google, or maybe we just do it ourselves. We ask God, God, help us in this. God, you have the answers. But we take the matter into our own hands and act as if God doesn't really have anything to do with it. We just, we make that token prayer. Maybe we 
put it out there to a few friends to pray about, but we really, we don't act as if we really believe God hears us. But in everything, through prayer, petition, make your request known to God. Not just known, as in what we think known is, but truly giving it to Him. Doing what we can. Yeah, but trusting him, trusting him first, and letting him work in his time. Now, James put it this way in chapter 4, verse 3. He says, we do not receive because we do not We do not receive because we do not ask. Now, again, we we pray that little prayer, God help us. We don't know what to do. We just leave it at that. Like, do we truly go to him and let him work? Are we willing to pray through the situation? Not just one time, but like continually going through the to the throne room of Jesus Christ and saying, we have this need, and I will not stop praying about it until you work through it, until the answer is made. And note, note, this is very important today. If you don't get anything else, get this. Get this right now. It's not as if God gives us what we want. I believe our prayers aligns our hearts to God's. When we pray, God does something in us that radically transforms how we see and how we feel, how we think into how he thinks, feels, believes, knows to be true. It's as if this, this, this whole scientific thing we've been talking through in this series, God is rewiring our brains when we pray. Right, The peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. How? He will transform our thoughts. He will change the firings. When the amygdala fires up, God will bring peace. God will say, I know the world around you is firing, but you're praying, and I'm changing those wirings so that you won't be anxious, so that you won't be worried. In fact, you will have peace. You will know that I am in control. God is changing the wiring. He's taking those chemicals and taking them away from anxiety and worry and bringing them to peace, joy, and hope. Carolyn Leaf put it this way. She says, 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured by a brain scan. That is crazy. That is science proving that God transforms your mind. That the peace of God will come in. And when you pray, it will change it from worry and anxiety. So as we come to a close today, 
not only do I want you to pray, intentionally pray, continuously pray through whatever you're experiencing that's causing worry or anxiety or stress or anger or frustrations or disappointment, whatever that is, not only are you going to pray, but I want you to intentionally focus on the positive. Intentionally focus on what God wants in that situation. Here's what I mean. This may be me, but I have a hunch that I'm not the only one. When I pray, there are times where my mind is dwelling on the issue, is dwelling on the anxiety, is dwelling on the problem instead of on God. And I can get so caught up in that that my prayers end up being a bad experience. I don't know, again, if you've experienced this, but my prayers can be focused so much on the bad side, on the what we would call the natural side, that I forget the spiritual side, the God side, that he can move. The reason I bring this up is because I feel like this is kind of where our society is at today. We pray, but we really, we've lost the power of what God can do. Let me read to you. A passage from Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6, where Paul says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things or pray about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit or pray in line with the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds or your prayers leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Think about that. Where is your mind when you pray? Now, obviously, we need to let God know our stressors. But lay them before Him and then start praying about what God can do. God is more powerful. God is in control. God can break through anything. So if it is a physical issue, we lay it before him. And we don't dwell on all of the bad things. We lay it before him and we focus on what God is going to do, what he can do, what he wants to do. And just allow his spirit to speak to you and lead you and guide you to the point where you are in line with him. Because when you're in line with him, you have peace, you have life, you have hope. You have expectation of what is ahead, whether that's physical, financial, relational, emotional. Lay before God and allow him to take you to a place of peace and, as Paul said, life. It's powerful. You can make your thoughts obedient to Christ, but it takes intentionally thinking what God thinks, lining your thoughts up with the word of God, right? That goes right back to how we started out this whole series on winning the war on your mind. Paul said it in 2 Corinthians 10.5, our verse for this series, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, every lie. And 
can we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ? It's time for you to demolish the lies of the enemy in your life. What are they for you? We went through a bunch of them in this series. Negativity, worry, anxiety, doubt, disbelief, whatever you want to call it, anger. God wants to bring you to a new place. Will you align your thoughts with the word of God? Will you again think through all of those lies? Write them down. Write down the truth of what God says in his word. And then will you pray about it? Dwell on it. Meditate on it. Think about it. Proclaim it. And will you believe it? Will you live it out? Will you trust Jesus in that way? Friends, I believe you can and you will win the war in your mind. It is the core of the great commandment. Love God, love others as you love yourself. If you can't get a hold of your inside today, gain control of that, win that war inside, how do you love God? How do you love others? If you can't love yourself, if you can't know and gain control of what's going on inside of you, make it obedient to Christ and come in alignment with him and you will find life, you will find peace, you will find hope, you'll find confidence, and you will in turn be able to love God and love others. Can I pray for you as we close our time together today? Lord Jesus, I pray for every person listening today. God, that you will get a hold of this truth inside of them today, that they will lay down these lies, whether it is of anxiety and worry or negativity or fear or doubt or anger, whatever it is, God, that they will put it before you and they'll say, this is not me. I am not this. I'm a child of God who is called, who can have joy, who can have hope, who can have peace, who can have confidence. Father, Put that in their heart today. Lord Jesus, remind them that they are your child. If they've called upon Jesus Christ as their Savior, the one who makes them right with God for all of eternity and put you as Lord in their life, the one in control, God, you have given them the right to be children of God because of Jesus. May they live in that today. May they live in the freedom internally so that externally they will make a difference in this world. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us in this series and in today in this message. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us at nexuschurchmn at gmail.com or instant messages or direct messages, however you want to get a hold of us so that we can help you connect to Jesus and to those who are part of his family. We'll see you again.